0: When it come to wreck, cruises like the dudes in red shirts off Star Trek.
1: Seriously, no one saw Star Wars? Uh. You think I'm just gonna hand over my show to you, Doom? Have you lost your mind? Listen.
2: Hello, and thank you for I'm calling Doom Patrol show. Radio. You know How why? may we help because you?
1: It's my show.
2: Mine, the Ant Farb. Head Doom! We're putting you through now! Doom Watch coast. out for those switchboard yeah, yeah, sure. operators! The They'll take you your thoughts them? away!
1: Yeah, America's craving some Doom. Here you go.
0: All right, and welcome back to Doom Patrol Radio. Today we're talking about episode 12 of Doom Patrol, which is called Cyborg Patrol. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
2: And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate.
0: And today, this is kind of a extremely big episode. I uh, how do we, how do we start this thing? Extremely off?
2: Extremely big. Did you enjoy
0: it? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think this was my
2: voice went up, and that's supposed to indicate that you're lying, but I'm not
0: lying. <laughs> I. I honestly thought this was a pretty intense episode. I thought it was... I thought it
2: was very intense. I yeah. thought it was very well directed and mm-hmm. shot. There, was some there were some crazy good There were some crazy things going on. Yeah.
0: Um, this is a big episode. And coming back from last week's episode, we talked a lot about how a lot of the inner struggles of the Doom Patrol members were like being resolved. And we kind of like were theorizing. We're like, okay, so... As we look forward to, like, these last four episodes, they're going to get, like, done with their personal struggle so we can, like, do Doom Patrol stuff. Like, we know who they are now. Now when they go do something like an ensemble episode, it's like we're there already. We know and care about each one of those. Which kind
2: of, like, what is uh, a... That's what this one was.
0: Yeah. It seemed like immediately. Like, it was just, like, everyone is done. Because this episode, Cyborg Patrol, like, is the first time that they are on a mission mm-hmm. together the uh Fugetopia and the d creator yeah those were like a those were like doom patrol storylines mm-hmm. but they weren't like all right execute plan three doom patrol this was yeah. like the first time they ever did that and they were like a team and and there's like that big moment in uh, in the uh manner where they're having that conversation and 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 of course, Rita far is like we can't seriously be considering this. And it's like, oh, this is like origin movie type stuff. This yeah. is like if you were doing a movie, this is episode is probably like the closest that you could get to it as far as like, hey, I know you guys are a bunch of like losers, but we got to do this kind of thing. So, I like that it kind of wrapped it all up with um <clears throat>
2: them actually forming up as a team, mm-hmm. um because that's what Cyborg wanted for them in the beginning, like yeah. episode one, yes, and then you know in order to rescue him they kind of have to do that so yeah good reciprocation
0: yeah there's a, there's honestly a lot of we've been talking this the season is is wrapping up very nicely because we we did everyone's like um threads of like closure so we did like Jane patrol mm-hmm. and then um Francis patrol and mm-hmm. and uh Rita Far had hers um now we're, now we're closing in on cyborgs. And so, like, as the Doom Patrol, the ones that we've always known as Negative Man, Rita Farr, Cliff, and Jane, it's like, now that their storylines are done, or not done, but, like, we put some... They're, of, they're wrapped up. Yeah, they're wrapped up for the season, at mm-hmm. least. Um, and they've made their defe- development. Now that they are the Doom Patrol unit, then we're closing... Like, what's bringing them together is cyborg, the one that we've always been talking about, like, why is he here? And over the course of the season, it's been like, oh, this is why he's in here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it makes more sense, like more and more as we get closer to the season. And this is like his his development story is, is, is like the linchpin, if you will, to the Doom Patrol. Um, we talked um, a lot of times about how cyborg is very ripe for this type of team being like like his past and all that Mm -hmm. when you were when you were saying like oh it makes perfect fucking sense that cyborg would be part of doom patrol because he's he's that out of shape like mentally and 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 all his burdens and stuff um but also what i thought was cool is in this one there's more to that when a certain nobody says like oh you front page superheroes like the way that you can't stay away from danger um and and that that seems to like pull from the mr nobody like the painting that stole paris like in in volume one yeah where like the justice league show up and superman shows up and and they don't know how to deal with that but the doom patrol do and it's like they're kind of using that as a sample like they're sampling that and being like it makes sense to include a front page superhero in our show so that we can show how different they are. And, um, but then it works both ways because Cyborg is also like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm messed up enough to be here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So
2: that's pretty good. I I didn't know if uh, the front page superhero bit was supposed to be directly pointed at doom patrol and just like summarizing, you know, superheroes. Yeah. Generalizing them and just all together.
0: Well, I mean, like, think about. I guess, think. How do you? F- how would you feel if um, there wasn't that kind of hero in this story? Like, and I guess N- Niles Calder goes missing regardless. Mm-hmm. Right? Does he? Cyborg had no influence on the Doom Patrol, like revealing his location and Mister Nobody coming in. So, but Mister Nobody was like, "Oh, don't chase me," or "There's going to be some problems." And mm-hmm. and people like you, like. You typical justice League members, you can't deal with what I have in store, so don't even try it but mm-hmm. like if cyborg didn't show up and didn't- c- like continue that that effort what where would we be I
2: don't know would someone of his caliber replace him to give the team motivation? Does there have to be a member to give them motivation, or could I they have just gone with just Jane?
0: I guess they would just be de decreated by now. Because the D creator would have done its thing, yeah. And how did they reverse that? They didn't. They didn't. Uh, yeah, that would have been an issue. So I guess like I don't know. It's it's so interesting that they included Cyborg because he he works in so many different ways. But this episode, this episode is huge for him. Jovian Way, the guy, the actor who plays him, like has to put on such a huge performance. Yeah, from the start of the episode to the very end, it is. It's a big deal, and. I guess outside of Doom Patrol, like maybe you're not super into Doom Patrol, but maybe you are into Cyborg. Maybe Cyborg is the reason some people ended up watching this show, and maybe mm-hmm. they don't know a thing about Doom Patrol. It's pretty good Doom uh, Cyborg content. Like we've been talking about Cyborg stories and and like how this is being developed really good, and this was like a make or break episode for that, and I think it just absolutely like, did so well. Like, they were, like, and we're going to do it, like, super right. Like, Grid was an issue, but Silas had a big moment. The the actor who plays Silas had to do incredible stuff as well. Um, It's just, it was really good. Like, I honestly think I might rewatch this episode.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was going to give it another, you started playing it when we, before we started recording, and I was kind of, uh, like,
0: oh, let's run it. Like,
2: yeah, subconsciously, I was just thinking, like, oh, we're just going to watch this again. Yeah, and uh, I had no issue with it.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that as we talk about today's uh, episode, but yeah, or this week's episode. But um, it, it starts with <laughs> this committee for um, the Bureau of Normalcy, mm-hmm. and right off, like right away, it it's like straight out of Grant Morrison and even Gerard Way's type of Doom Patrol, where it is you see this guy who's like part of a military branch of some sort, and mm-hmm. he's just covered in like the little medals that you get as <laughs> it. and it's like the ribbons if you will but like um flair. but in the sense like in the context of, of being satirical of that it mm-hmm. is supposed to be that outlandish where we you know it's like, like he's it like is, a high-up general yeah but he's like overly dressed like overly uh decorated um with the ribbons and they're like feeding him this gold-plated like meal and it's a big mac from mcdonald's it's like it's so grant morrison and and, like gerard way's first volume i think has like something Mm -hmm. like that where it's like a yeah it's like the alien Alien corporation Corporation. yeah (laughs) and they're talking about like hamburgers and stuff yeah um this guy has such a um like simple mind Mm -hmm. but like i guess it's satirical but at the same time, it's scary. hmm Like, I'm honestly like, there's people like this.
2: There's a, yep. There's a lot there's of a, Yep. It's just like one of those, how could a guy of this caliber like have this much power and yet he's... It's
0: like you laugh at it, but you go...
2: It's like, oh, that's reality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It it, it it It's honestly something where it's like, oh, this is the highest, like the higher up? mm mm-hmm. This is the chief? Like, it's honestly alarming. Um but something that i didn't notice when we first talked about Darren June Darren Jones uh from Danny the Street uh Danny Patrol was um like where he comes from mm-hmm. like in in the books and stuff and so today we're going to be talking a lot about volume 2 because there's so many issues that that get used or referenced in this episode um, that pretty much all of volume two of Doom Patrol is is something, like, you should just pick up volume two and read it. Like, because issue 35, 36, those introduce Darren Jones, Danny of the Street, the Bureau of Normalcy, and Flexman Tallow at first. But then you skip all the way to, like, issue 42, 43, and 44, and that is, like, Flexman Tallow and the Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm take on the ant farm. So it's almost like 30, 35 and 36. You'll learn about the Bureau. the bureau, Bureau of normalcy <laughs> there. Thank you. Nate. Got it. That's why I'm here, buddy. And, um, like 43 and 44 is like the, at- the attack on the ant farm. Um, and that's when you really get to see Flexmentalo, um, do his thing. Who is in this episode? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Um, what is it, the number they said? 722 was like his...
2: Yeah, I think that was his cell number, mm-hmm. room number.
0: So, uh, he, he, so far, I'm a pretty likable guy. He seems like he <laughs> fits apart. He definitely looks comic accurate to how he looks. And um, I, I'm pretty sure it's straight up...
2: When he first appeared in Grant Morrison, when he's like all overgrown yeah, and stuff like, like on, that. Yeah, like
0: on Danny the Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we've been looking for him for a long time. But I th- we're like, as soon as we, I guess, heard him or saw him, we were just like... Okay, that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that was pretty cool. And um, it's, it's interesting seeing um, also the switchboard operators yeah. in the ant farm. Those come from, like, issue 44, I think. Uh, I think they call them the operators here. But in the book, they call them the switchboard operators. And, like, <coughs> that is straight up Grant Morrison. Like, seeing that kind of, like, it's almost like looking at the... Uh, what are they called what are they called in um the Frank Miller Batman series. Mm. Oh the like uh, the mutant
2: the mutant kids, the mutant kids. Yeah. Are they just they just were mutants? I think they were mutants.
0: Cyber mutants, future mutants. Um
2: in the Dark Knight, right? Yeah, yeah. like
0: that's what they kind of look like. They kind of have have that feel of like mm-hmm. um but neo punk. Yeah, neo punk but like a hint of acid.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: like Oh well, what if people? Li- I don't know. What if people did asset at a Devo concert? I'm in. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> you piqued my interest. But uh, yeah, go ahead. tell me uh, some of the parts that you liked about this episode.
2: Um, well, you want? Oh snap! I'm
0: taking this book. I know
2: so. chords are falling everywhere. Um, some parts that I liked. I like um when Larry is um. Well, f- hang on. Let's let's go from like. The, the Let's be- dial it back a bit, right? Yeah, Let's dial it back from to the beginning and stuff like that. Um Vic is captured in the ant farm. Mm-hmm. And uh they got to get him out. Um yeah. so they're all talking amongst themselves about how to get him out. Um they can't really think of anything other than calling Silas, uh, you know, calling for his help, to which Rita and Jane um object to that ob- idea cuz Vic has a uh, um opened up to them about how uh much he yeah i guess distrusts his dad yeah which is uh
0: and also that grid is like taking yeah over and, and grid so. is taken over and everything <laughs> like
2: that so um they don't really have a plan to spring him they just know that they need to help him out
0: yeah and it's like the first time you see them like as a group talking yeah to themselves like what are we going to do about it like and we and they've been splintered they've always been like Ever since therapy, therapy patrol, they've been like splintered off. Mm-hmm. They've been doing their own thing, handling their own issues, and and I guess it, that's how it all really develops. Excuse me, that's how like it all develops so well. Is that therapy patrol kind of split them apart? And it's until now where they're kind of resolving their own threads and coming back together. But I guess when you think about like, okay, why did they have therapy patrol in the first place? It's because of the original Doom Patrol scared the shit out of them, mm-hmm. for like the situation that they're in, and so it's cool to see that. It's cool to see like that development where it's like you have something that scary to look at, and it like splits them like splinters them apart, and then they come back together at the end of the season, and it's just for this this kid and um, like a superhero that could be able to text Batman or something mm-hmm. like that, like oh like. Or doesn't even shouldn't even need help, and and here's these losers sitting around going, like this is what Doom Patrol would be doing. Like you know, if they had a movie, we talked about this. Um, I don't know, did we talk about this on last episode, or did we talk about this off air? Where it was like, how do you introduce Doom Patrol into like a into a sh- just a
2: single storyline or a linear? Yeah, thing. like either
0: yeah. A, a a story that um, they weren't the main focus or. Even if it was like a shared universe, like how do you introduce those kind of characters? And I guess it would be something more like this, where it's like they're here sitting in this house going, What's on TV? Yeah, like what do you want us to do about it? Yeah, like should we be helping? Stuff like that. Footsies there for a minute. Um, But yeah, it's like like, that. It it seems like um, this, this seems like the probably the most legitimate use for, like, a legitimate, like, stencil for, like, an origin film. Like, I'm thinking, like, if they did a film, they, how do you, like, they could kind of jump this far where it's, like, you should already kind of know who they are Mm-mm. and just be, like.
2: I don't think so. It'd be hard. I honestly am baffled at the idea of just one
0: It's hard two-and-a-half-hour movie yeah. to just
2: introduce this origin story or whatever.
0: It's hard to do. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying like, they've been like the fact that this is a show, it helps them so much develop these characters. Um, But like this, this episode is kind of like the reward for that. Mm -hmm. Like all the episodes that we've been watching so far and seeing them like grow. It's like now we're, this is our 12th episode and they're doing it. They're being the doom patrol for the first time and probably being really bad at it, but they're doing it and they're, like the way they infiltrate the ant farm is shot amazingly like it's beautiful like the camera work um the shots that they do like it's just a all around like not only is it rewarding but it looks good doing it Mm -hmm. like it's a tv show yeah but it
2: this was really incredibly well done
0: like it's a tv show but it looks like i'm watching a movie Mm -hmm. like the quality is incredible um and it's it's about doom patrol like who who signed off on this <laughs> <laughs> who said this is okay like out of all the superheroes that get a show like is it even an expensive show or are they just like bullshitting us like what do you mean like i'm like it's got to be expensive they got a high budget or i'm sure or does it just look good um maybe both yeah but they uh they did some split after shots throughout this episode there's a that, few of them yeah um one was this incredible moment where after they try to – it's weird because it this episode throws you to a bunch of loops where it's like, oh, we're going to sneak into the ant farm. Yeah, it's like a heist, heist episode. Yeah. <laughs> you said it even had the heist music. It had the
2: heist music at the, at the, at the beginning where the it's The bongos. Like the bongos or it was either a hi-hat. It was just like the quick –
0: <laughs> and they're like, oh, are we actually doing this? Like, I guess yeah. we're doing this. And so.
2: Anything that's got a heist or whatever in it, you just cue the heist music.
0: Um, and, and then they get. So they get. They infiltrate the ant farm. And then they get caught.
2: And then. With Silas Stone's help, though. We forgot to mention Silas Stone actually shows up. Without them alerting anybody, it's just. Uh, I guess Grid sent a distress signal um, when Cyborg took him offline.
0: Yeah, he said he also had some other offline system alerts mm-hmm. that Cyborg didn't know about. And and so what works so well is they don't waste time actually trying to get him, but they bring up the conversation. And this is, I guess, good writing where it's like, Oh, like we should get Silas's help. Like he should know the answer. And they're like, No, he hates his dad. Why mm-hmm. would we ever put the, him in that kind of situation? And they go, Well, fuck. And then the door knocks, and it's Silas. So it's like mm-hmm. you had the conversation, but we can move on and do it anyways. Yeah, it's just um, they just wrote that out like easily. Um,
2: it's and- good. I mean, like the fact that he shows up and he's the creator of Cyborg is kind of yeah. like it's it's an even trade off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the strength isn't there of a a Cyborg type metal man but at least the brain, mm-hmm. you know, he knows how to get into things. He knows he, he knew what to do. He's the one that devised a plan. So, um, is it just like adding like a more veteran cyborg? <laughs> I
0: mean, it's also, I, am I'm, I'm, I don't know if we brought this up earlier, but it was like, wouldn't you as a, I guess it, with Silas, it sounds weird, but like wouldn't you as a dad just like show up and be like, Hey, why'd you go offline? But that's I think that's what he was doing. That's asking too much about. oh, so you think he's lying about the system alerts?
2: He said the system alerts went off when he took grid offline.
0: Oh, so you're saying he got an <coughs> alert that it just went mm-hmm. offline. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And this oh.
2: is the next day. Okay. So him just showing up.
0: Has it really just been a day?
2: Yeah, Jane got. Unless this yeah, is you're that right. same day that when they went to go look for Flex Mentallo's wife, quote unquote. Um she got captured took the bus back and then everybody's there same day
0: you're right yeah i've been thinking like it's been uh, like 3 days
2: well it's probably been like 1 day since he turned it's been, it's been like, like 1 three day
0: days since he hit the reset button
2: yeah but then 1 day since he tur- took him offline
0: yeah cuz the day like so he went missing but the day before that it was like he dealt with the beard hunter and he was mm-hmm. like yo grid what are you doing my man mm-hmm. and so he just takes him offline um and so, yeah, it's like Silas Stone shows up. And you said something earlier while we were watching the episode, but you, there's a moment where Silas is trying to pull the right strings in terms of getting assistance outside of the Doom Patrol's help, but like getting into the ant farm and getting that high-level uh, clearance. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Doom Patrol are basically, instead of being directed by Niles Calder, they're being directed by Silas Stone in this episode. Um, and they're, they kind of, the way they are, uh, positioned, like on this bench as they sit and wait here for Sil- Silas to like do his planning mm-hmm. is very Doom Patrol. Uh, you said they were sitting like children or something. Yeah. They're like
2: children because they're, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're playing with your friends and one of them gets kid like <laughs> kidnapped. <laughs> one of them gets hurt. Can't say yeah, I guess one did get kidnapped. Yeah, one did get kidnapped, but one of them gets hurt and then you're just kinda like standing all around mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, well don't He's gotta call his parents. Don't tell his parents, but yeah. then the parents show up anyway. And they're making and they're like phone calls. oh man. Yeah, so you're just like sitting on the curb getting in trouble.
0: Meanwhile, your parent is not around.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing's worse than getting parented by another parent. There's mm-hmm. probably a lot of things worse than that,
0: but it's a it's a bad feeling. It's up there. It's very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they they, almost, they share this bench like children. And they just sit there with like their heads down, staring at the ground. Um, again, very Doom Patrol-like because it's like you would kind of walk up on them. And even if Niles Calder was in this situation and it wasn't Silas but Niles mm-hmm. Calder, they would still be like sitting. So we got to go in that painting or something like, oh, there's a fifth horseman running around destroying mm-hmm. the fabric of reality. They would just be like sitting like this, like yeah to me it's a it's a very straight out of the comic uh like doom patrol that we get in this episode um, but yeah they there's a there's a lot of good performances uh with each of them once they get into the ant farm um I guess first one you do you want to start with anyone in particular about who? Has some cool moments because they each get their um,
2: own. Yeah, I think Silas has some great moments when he's devising this, de- concocting this plan. Um, <clears throat> he figures out a way to get into the into the building. Mm-hmm. They use like a, a Harry old, Potter yeah, elevator. <laughs> Harry Potter elevator that like and also Willy Wonka. Like it goes oh, yeah. up sideways, you know, sideways or diagonally, diagonal or that's w- a what Harry have joke. you. I think that's also in Willy Wonka. Or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. My Who apologies. Who did it better?
0: Harry Potter or Willy Wonka? Charlie
2: and the Chocolate Factory.
0: Wait. Can Harry Potter elevators go sideways? Is that a thing at Gringotts? Do they go sideways? I they don't just know. They go up. I don't remember the elevators. J.K. Rowling, tweet at us. Let us know how the elevators work. She listens. <laughs> I'm sure she'll let us know. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so they, they get into the elevator and it's just going... Wacky new, new all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah, everybody's getting tossed around. There's um, also
0: a Star Wars reference <clears> in there too. Yeah, there
2: was a Star Wars reference. I guess because Cliff was supposed the, the ruse left? is supposed to be their 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 he's their prisoner.
0: Mm-hmm. Classic George Lucas.
2: Yeah. Okay. Probably eating lunch right now. <laughs> um, eating
0: that low mein and Diet Coke. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, that's lunch.
2: Um, so they, they get into the, the bureau and, um, yeah. So Silas had some really good, I think he had some really good acting, especially when he was up on the roof before they got into the elevator. He was just mm-hmm. like, you gotta know how to use it. Yeah. And, um, he was good. There's some good yeah. action.
0: He's got, he's got some range in this episode. The mm-hmm. actor who, who plays Silas, he definitely, um, he had some moments of very convincing cause like, I didn't know what was going to happen with this. I honestly thought. They were going to bust into the ant farm. Mm-hmm. They were going to like be the Doom Patrol, bust Cyborg out. Maybe Flex Mental will help. But then it turns into Silas Stone is actually bringing them here to trade them for his son. And then I was like, oh, that's clever. That's very Silas Stone. Mm-hmm. And, and-,
2: then, and then that could have prompted the conversation of what's the difference between him and Niles? It's just like another... Uh, asshole scientist is just taking control of this team. It's the
0: title of the episode. If we could do that, just another asshole scientist. Yeah, there was even a Victor Frankenstein reference in there. It was in, a in this very episode.
2: good Victor Frankenstein reference in here. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, the, when they, they 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 use the elevator, they they sneak into the ant farm, and they are about to do their thing, and and that's when Darren Jones shows up, and. They have like, he brings out like this action figure gun, like the <laughs> thing that takes out Negative Man. Yeah, Ghostbuster type is, thing is like if you bought the Darren Jones action figure, he would come with like the giant plastic blue and black rail gun thing. Yeah. It's like, it's it's he's straight out of Men in Black, the movie.
2: <laughs> straight out of a comic book. Straight out of a man, comic book. <laughs> you come straight out of a comic book. I think that's the second time. I I think you said that last week,
0: too. I can't remember. Oh, did you say that on Suicide Squad? On Suicide Squad. Probably that. Um, But, yeah, there's some just incredibly beautiful moments in this. Even in um, one of my favorite shots, right before they walked into the ant farm, when they're on the parking garage, Mm -hmm. was Larry having that moment with the negative spirit. Yeah. And it's like a downward 30-degree upward shot and it's just like the blueness of the sky the parking garage and the and like the bottom half of the shot and him kneeling down talking to the negative spirit as about to do this mission like that's like that's like textbook hollywood stuff that's like movie stuff you that's do like team up ensembles that's like,
2: it's like ninja with the gift of yeah. a soul stealing sword that's bending like, down to like talk to your sword and be like okay we got to do this
0: it's like uh I guess that's what like you do for like your strongest Avenger, your strongest Justice League member is like they you, speak to a higher power. You you get those Ooh, moments. You're of, getting into God territory. You get those moments. Look, it's right here. Those, you get oh yeah, I know exactly what it moments is. Moments of vulnerability where mm-hmm. they like. Cause I, I was thinking. I would assume Negative Man is the strongest. I mean, he's got this negative spirit could kill someone instantly.
2: Yeah, and like just do whatever it wants. I was thinking more of like a. Um, it's hard to. I mean, yeah, there's katana in there, which is an easy one that you can talk about. But then if you switch the tables a little bit, iron fist a little, if he has to like get his get his chi all centered, he is the strongest one of the defenders, maybe. Yeah, no, Luke. Luke Cage, no, he he. They knocked, can go toe to. Didn't he
0: knock out Luke Cage?
2: Yeah, I'm can, pretty sure but they can go toe to toe.
0: Like at least knock him down. Yeah. Like anyway. perfect. Per, like. Perfect Iron Fist could be Luke Cage because that's when he's not like season one Luke or... like World War II Iron Fist yeah, not what like What the hell was that guy's name
2: I can't remember that's embarrassing
0: <laughs> but um yeah they they take out the dune patrol with all these gizmos and gadgets um uh, but negative man, after the negative spirit is captured is when we see like the original doctor who who was like terrors, interrogated... yeah Forsyth,
2: which is easy because that's a street in our city
0: yeah um and that's when we get our first uh split diopter mm-hmm. scene and very good very that cool. shot is beautiful i'm very gonna, cool i'm probably gonna use it when i post the episode yeah but that that was the one i was staring at for the longest going man they're really gonna let me enjoy the split diopter shot for as long as possible like um we get it, it twice and yeah we get it twice in in different ways and Uh, for those who don't know what a split diopter shot it's just when they use like a kind of like a focus splitter on a um, on a camera so you can focus close up and also anything in the background um, on the other side of it and it's it's just it's just done so well like you really get to enjoy how he looks Mm -hmm. and then you also get to enjoy like the, the acting that is happening—you
2: get a real Clockwork Orange feel. Oh, it's
0: so good! It's and just
2: like that interrogation style is uh, spooky, man.
0: Yeah, it's just good. It's just good that they—it's like it's good that they know that they have to do certain things in terms of writing. Like, we have to write this part. We have to explain this moment. And it's like, okay, but well, we can do that in ways that are beautiful, like ways that that honor. Not only uh, Richard Case's, you know, his uh, the stuff that he, him and Grant Morrison worked on, like, yeah, we're gonna like make it look like stuff from the comic books, but it's also like, okay, but we can sh- we can block it out and shoot amazingly like crafted, like um, just shots that like make it look good so that you enjoy what you're hearing instead of just being like force fed the information. Mm-hmm. Um and so th- the moments with um Negative Man um are really good and it's also the same with uh Crazy Jane who's being <laughs> she's being interrogated and she probably has she's being tortured. She's <laughs> not being tortured yet. Yeah, I guess yeah. It doesn't doesn't ever happen. Yeah. Um but uh this one is the more Entertaining one, comical. I would say, like the I guess the most comical. We see the guy return from last week's episode. Uh, the look at my elbow guy, yeah, look at my fist, motherfucker, um, and like he's he's extremely pissed off at this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, has no idea who Crazy Jane is, and everything this man does is hilarious in it in its own sense. Like, like this. I wonder, like, how many times they had to do this because it honestly is, like, it's so funny, like, like, behind the scenes. I'm just thinking, like, everything that he did and they were just like, all right, we get it. Like, Mm -hmm. you watch Reservoir Dogs. Like, doing those moments and being aware of it. And, like, we're going to do these things and this guy's going to be, like, it's almost like he's never tortured someone before. Mm -hmm. And so he's, you ever see Hostile too? Hostile Part
2: 2. I uh, I saw parts of the second one.
0: There's a there's a part in Hostile Part 2 where, the, where a guy has been boasting about torturing people, mm-hmm. and then he gets to do it and he gets completely freaked out. And then he's like, and then they kill him at the end of the Oh movie. yeah, I think I remember, do you remember that. that part? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bring up an Eli Roth movie, but Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: we'll get past that. I feel uh, like they were the, too the Reservoir Dogs uh, line was really good, as well as the Dexter one. I initially you said, the "Yeah, I, I initially I said it was Dexter." I mean,
0: I've seen episodes of Dexter. I mm-hmm. don't care much for it, but as soon as the scene started, you called it. You're yeah, like, what is this Dexter? Yeah,
2: it was good. I watched a lot of Dexter. Um, the Reservoir Dogs one is good. It's almost like they were trying to figure out, like, okay, what's the opposite. Of uh, Stuck in the Middle. And they're like, oh, clearly Ace of Base. (laughs) Ace of Base is just the opposite side of the spectrum of anything rock, I guess.
0: (laughs) It's so good. The song that they chose, him trying to dance while also having, like, like a... A broken arm? A slinged arm? A slinged arm. It's, like, it's so good. It's so well done to being bad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so good it's honestly like i would rewatch it just for that scene again um but i i didn't catch the song do you, do you still have that list where you can look up the music yeah it's in
2: my phone way over there if you allow me to go um, get it no, I'm but gonna... it was ace of Base. Uh, i saw the you song tell
0: me what the episode or what the website is and i'll help you look Oof. it up. what is it like songs on songs on tv shows. That, com, no right? is that the name of the website no it wasn't that <laughs> obvious <laughs> Um... tune find? tune find? Maybe? I'm gonna hold you to
2: it. I don't remember. Just... If you type in Google, like, the Doom Patrol soundtrack, like, one of the first links that shows up is, like, a... Like, a list of whatever the episodes are and, and everything. I should be vamping now. This you is the be. thing. Okay, so things that we weren't talking about really that much was, um, Cliff's little in-capture, in cap, in uh, in-incarceration, in his... He's out of the game by a big magnet, clearly, the yeah. thing that can stop him is a big bang man. big magnet
0: It's an interesting conversation that they have mm-hmm. like between him and the little scientist little chick? scientist uh person uh it's it's funny it's I knew that she was gonna get like some sort of gruesome death by this guy it's
2: really like, like some it's like a final destination style
0: yeah, I was almost like she's gonna get killed in a very gruesome way i just for some reason i was like it's gonna happen you know what's
2: weird i'm not expecting people to be dying
0: but people do yeah
2: but people die all the time and it's a weird
0: thing i'm not like But you have to go back to um like what is it issue two of or issue 20 of doom patrol which is like the uh there is no cod oh yeah absolutely you have to go back to that and be like oh yeah people are just bugs yeah like we're just just you know, people
2: like, are just bugs.
0: Like it's that kind of concept of like, out of all the things that that there is that we don't understand within Doom Patrol, it's also like the it, the perspective on humans. Like the mm-hmm. scaling gets like oh, and that's like that's a Grant Morrison thing. It's just like oh yeah, it's just oh yeah, they can just die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a little more heroic when you do like the Arnold Drake stuff or. I guess Gerard Way has find a found a way to balance out that humanity. A lot of
2: them are robots. Or just like hive mind or creatures. Cat people. Or cat people.
0: Um hold on. Let me cat follow.
2: people, that's a great fucking song, man. Speaking of Eli Roth. It's, uh Inglorious Bastards.
0: The song is called "They Don't Know" by Tracy Ullman.
2: That's the song that switches her to Jane, or to switches uh, her to Karen, Karen, who
0: makes an appearance again. It's almost like seeing another actor show up as a cameo, but it's it's just Diane again, Mm -hmm. being Karen, and it's like we've gotten to that point where we start to enjoy when the different personalities show up again, because before it was like everything was Hammerhead, Mm -hmm. and then. It's like seeing Karen again is almost like seeing a fan favorite character. Like I'm I wouldn't doubt like we would see Karen again in season two, even like seeing her again would be like, oh, yeah, she's back. And it's like they're really starting to enjoy that character. They want to use her more often. Yeah, she's flashy in like
2: a in like a Reese Witherspoon, Legally Blonde kind of way. But at the same time, Dr. Harrison has mind control powers, but maybe it's just over time. That is a good thing. hmm Yeah. She has multiple personalities that apparently have mind control powers. Dr. In- Harrison,
0: Dr. Harrison is like Persuasion, isn't it?
2: Oh, wrong franchise. What did I say? Well, there was a Star Wars thing in here. I was just thinking Persuasion and, and you know, like KOTOR, Knights of the Republic. Oh, Kick that bad boy up so you can win
0: those conversations. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. I mean, she was leading a cult for sure. Mm-hmm. And Karen has straight up. But a cult—I mean,
2: like a cult—took time. But also, Doctor Harrison does have.
0: Yeah, what happened mind to control? her? I would love to see her again. I she think she got cool. thrown out.
2: Th- maybe she, uh, maybe she disappeared. Or she's just—I
0: she mean, she was dangerous. Maybe I mean, she's just buried in so Gerard far in the underground. Way's, in Gerard Way's Doom Patrol, Doctor Harrison is, is Waco. Yeah. Um, but no, I think
2: it was Waco. Oh my. God. God,
0: I wish we had a drum hit. Uh, what is it called? Uh, rimshot. Rimshot.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I would love to see Anna Lore come back as that Penny Farthing character. Uh, that would be kind of cool. But it's, I'm, I wonder how they would ever do that. But that was that was another cool character that I enjoy seeing. But it, it is kind of cool that you get like this wild card who is karen in the middle of what is a heist episode Mm -hmm. um our heist story is just that good because lately it's been like it's (laughs) hold on i know what you're thinking there's another comic book movie that was a heist that was a heist thing but But, it's not just that but it's ben stiller made one but it's the idea that every time i find out i'm watching like a heist story Mm -hmm. I go, I'm so interested now. Maybe it's just it's just like an instant win for me. I go, okay, cool. Maybe the heist format is a more
2: maybe it's just a I don't want to say easy, but maybe it is a perfected way of a three act story. Maybe because it's just you don't a literary. Well really, that it's I think it's just a literary tool that you can use. Um that just like It's it, pretty flexible it, it's a type. too. Like yeah, it's, a a, it's story extremely flexible. flexible. Like, and it can throw curveballs and yeah. twists and everything, just like, you know, this one, but I think it might have to do with, you know, a certain story structures mm. can be, like, heist. And it just works as, like, a three-act story.
0: Yeah, and I think... I I'm trying to think, because it's, yeah, it's
2: like... It's it, very prevalent. I mean, but, like...
0: Every heist it's, movie it's, that I can
2: think of, I'm just like, yeah, that's an I interesting movie. you got to think about it weird, because, like, then <laughs> it's kind of, like, breaking whatever wall and breaking that um escapism thing but movies and stories and stuff like that can be i mean you can find patterns to to a lot of ones Mm -hmm. so like think about like you know um heist movies with them sharing a same like three arc story kind of Mm -hmm. thing um Mm -hmm. i just i had another example but i fucking lost my train of thought you know i was
0: just thinking like i was like when they when they said oh we'll do a Star Wars movie as a heist movie, mm-hmm. um, I mean some people don't like it, but Rogue One I, I was like this is Still a heist movie. It's a heist movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Star Wars heist movie, and it sounds amazing.
2: And then you go back to like Lock, Stock and uh, Two Smoking Barrels, like mm-hmm. a, a great heist movie, and mm-hmm. it's like cult classic, and it just it just works so so well yeah. with a motley crew of characters.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's <laughs> it's the perfect excuse to get random broken characters Mm -hmm. a plot that isn't going to be like a 12-step origin story um and you're saving your ensemble um it's it for some reason heist films like save your ensemble stories from being like you got to introduce everyone Mm -hmm. and and like people just seem to be like okay cool yeah i I care that there. And you here. can do it
2: quick too. You can do it quick. You and can you summarize can... it. Oh, this guy—he's the bombs guy. Got it. Now yeah. we just generate a character yeah. for an explosive technician. Easy character makeup.
0: Yeah, it's it just seems to be the perfect, like okay, we want we want this ensemble mm-hmm. cast, but we want to have a story that's engaging, where everyone can feel important, and it's like heist movie, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, if anyone's ever done like an escape room thing or even where you played a game like maybe a video game where you have to act as a team mm-hmm. you immediately feel connected to what everyone's role is and yeah. people find a role when they do it.
2: It's easy for dynamics as well. We're not I'm not trying to downplay the the use of of heisting and you know obtaining objects or whatever in story thing. I think Mm-mm. it's just um it's probably more perfected in, like, a Hollywood standpoint. Much like Westerns, Westerns have been being sold to Hollywood for fucking, you know, years. Years. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it was just that. The depiction of the West is just not, like, you know, what it was or whatever, but, like, the imagery of the West from mm-hmm. from Hollywood movies, it's it gets gobbled up, so maybe it's just a, another... Like I said, I don't want to say easy, but it's it's maybe safe. Oh shit, no, because that makes it sound negative as well. I think it's like you can you can write the outline for a heist or anything like that, and build on it and perfect it. But the outline is always going to be there, and it's always going to be the same.
0: I, I, what I also think it's this is this is a high story. We like we like heist storylines, mm-hmm. um, and. <sighs> This is their first mission, and so you know, as as you're writing kind of like their first mission, you're saying like, we're gonna use a high story to be their first mission is like a win-win. When you say like, oh, we're gonna use Doom Patrol, they're finally- It was an Ant Man. That's
2: literally, and then that was the rewrites for Ant Man, right? That's like, I'm curious as to what the original was versus when. Who stepped in? Edgar Wright, right? Edgar yeah. Wright stepped out. Oh, Edgar Wright stepped out. Oh, so he probably was, he probably was a make for he like a I'm, heist as well. It's
0: like, I'm making Baby Driver. I'll see y'all later.
2: Yeah, which was a heist. Which was a heist. Um, But yeah, Ant-Man's introduction, you do it as a heist and you remember there was like a time period where it was like, oh, they have to do like rewrites and they have to do reshoots and all these things with that surrounded Ant-Man in like six weeks or some shit like that?
0: Yeah, they, there was kind of like a, uh, we need a we need to get the ball rolling because yeah. now we have a deadline. Yeah. So,
2: so maybe it's just something that's like easy, quick. Have you seen the second one?
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Very, I love it a lot. Um, but yeah, it is kind of cool. It's in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. D H cat. I get it. That's why I did it. That's why you did it. Um, but yeah, there was a, cat. Uh, that's <laughs> why I get...
2: Cats coming this Christmas to a theater Cat's near you. The
0: musical. Um, but yeah, it is kind of cool that they were like, all right, this is basically going to be like their first mission. And so it's like, and we get to do a heist. So it's like, it's a perfect, like we've go, we've known the characters now. We we don't even need the excuse like, oh, okay, you have your group dynamics, let's just mm-hmm. go with it. But it's like, oh, but we've been with them for like
2: oh.
0: 11 hours now, 10 hours. It's like- It's 10 weeks, buddy. Yeah, but like, what are they like, 45 minutes a piece? It's like ten hours. It's like eleven hours. Who cares? Mm-mm. Who's counting?
2: I am. You are. I don't know how to count. But um Forty five twenty-three. <laughs> oh, uh, that timestamp is gonna be
0: wrong because there's stuff in the beginning, sorry. <laughs> um but um yeah, so the Doom Patrol, they make their way out with the help of Rita Farr, who's been hiding inside Robot Man, which is again, we've never really seen elasta girl woman it's elasta woman now mm-hmm. um disney you can't have that can't have it anymore it took it away from us Bastards. rita Farr, mm-hmm. um is hiding inside cliff steel we've never really seen uh rita far um kind of do grant morrison type action or mm-hmm. gerard Way type of things um and so they just have her turn into a blob and like and it's it's just pretty cool and interesting that she gets to be a part of it. Although, I do love just Rita Farr whenever she complains about anything. Oh, yeah. That's I, that melodramatic.
2: Yeah. Or overly dramatic. We've talked
0: about it many times, but I don't get tired of it because I'm just like,
2: this is who you are. I will always just love that type of character. Yeah. Just like, oh, man. People don't have that
0: accent anymore.
2: That, like, 1920s. Yeah. Proper Did
0: we lose that? Can we bring it? Yeah, that back? of course.
2: It's pretentious as
0: fuck. Why don't we bring it back?
2: Because it's pretentious as I would fuck.
0: Be like, I would be really good friends with someone. Just, I'd be like,
2: I like it as a character.
0: Yeah, but why can't we bring that accent back? I think it's fantastic. Then you
2: do it. No, it's a man. lot of enunciation. you remember, dude? Just go back and rewatch Princess Diaries. Would you what Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway? Great movie. Why are you thinking about this? Oh my God! March. Yes, but then it's not. She's Hollywood. teaching. She's teaching proper English to an. Yeah, American. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I was like, that's not the same thing.
2: Yes, it is. So you're teaching proper English to an American, and it comes out sounding like, like that.
0: I guess I'm not thinking of it as. It's enunciation, super proper, but more of just like. I like the stuck up part of it. I think that's just all it is, isn't it?
2: N- well, that and it's like it's, it's Hollywood. It's, it's Hollywood because it's. See it's, yeah and it's, I'm like it's taking theater it, Mark. It's it's theater. theater it's the, okay <laughs> it's so, the theater, fine, you know, but I'm like comedy, I, guess I and it was tragedy. Like, Diaries, like
0: yeah, but that's royalty, that's like Alfred Pennyworth,
2: yeah, maybe Princess Diaries was a bad example,
0: but theater I like but that. the theater I like that. who's a uh, trying to think, no, nah, never mind, who's what I was trying to there was um that that host he like uh he brings in celebrities they have a conversation it's like a it's like a 60 minute thing but it's more about like with actors per, very personal oh i can't um, think of his name inside
2: but, the actor's studio
0: that's the name of the show
2: yeah that was one of the shows that he did god i can't remember his name now either i'm
0: thinking of something like along those lines but, yeah um you remember <laughs> do
2: you remember the like the geico commercials that he did i think it was geico Dude, there's so many guys who crashed. You got to be specific. It was with him. And um, they were talking about, like, uh, I remember, yeah. And it was like, my car crashed or whatever. And it was like, I got into an accident. And I could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he was doing, like, proper yeah. inside the actor studio oh, yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. They were reenacting yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn.
2: So that's that guy. Um, you want to bring back that talking style? I'll. Um we'll we'll work on it. And like, Do I'll those dudes it.
0: have the same accent? And we said like, we're trying to make we're trying to bring it back. We're trying to bring back the transatlantic Hollywood, whatever you want to call it. Um but um there some like it hot. Basically what ends up happening is the Doom Patrol have fooled us into thinking, Oh, Silas Stone didn't trade them in. We've been tricked yet again, and this is again part of the plan where Rita Farr helps save them. Um, calling her the linchpin, as as you will, um, and gets the whole do patrol out and and basically fast forwarding, they unleash all of the ant farm uh, onto like the operators and and the members of the Bureau of Normalcy and Flexmental. I'm I'm sure he got out. I'm sure we'll be seeing. We're we're that's him, right? Yeah. I'm a, I'm pretty sure that's
2: him. I'm pretty darn certain that that's him. Um, but 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 uh, it's big speculation, guys. So if we're wrong, hey, we're wrong. They're un- still listening to they us. They
0: unleash a lot of things. An hour into this bad boy, and um, uh, uh, they they unleash the butts. <laughs> it's a very bizarre part of the episode, but um, it's kind of like, oh, okay, CGI asses are just running around. Um, and so it's, it's a big turn of the episode and they had this moment where the guy who was eating the big Mac, the highly decorated, like military person. Um, like it's so distraught that these things are out and and about that he like commits suicide. And it was, it was like, blows his brains out. And he's like watching this America feed. Like he's just watching the American flag on like a digital TV. Yeah. And there's like a red phone in the room. He says like, I think he says, like, the line, like, a president would say if it's, like, may God have mercy on our souls. No, something. it
2: was, like, it was an honor serving with you or whatever. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and it was, like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre. Um, but we also got some other cool, we kind of saw some other people walking around that had, like, um, different markings on them and stuff like that, and they weren't as um, weird, normal looking. Oh, both. Some were normal looking, but some were, like, you look like Straight out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, that guy, that Frankenstein guy dude. Like, he honestly looks like Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. What if he is
2: Frankenstein? He's just a good looking Frankenstein. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Frankenstein's monster, Mark. We heard in this episode.
0: No, not in the DC universe. And what are those? Those aren't.
2: I don't know. I was hoping that you were going to try to find something in a book.
0: Oh, these guys? Those the,
2: eyes? Yeah, the dark with the eyes. I'm pretty sure I've seen it before.
0: Oh, you think you've seen it before? yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure I've seen it before, but I can't quote you on when and where
0: no i i when when all the people break out of the uh the ant farm um besides all just like normal people um maybe they've got makeup on to look like you know some other kind of species, but uh there is one. Cell that opens up and has it's complete black, and there's just eyeballs, and I, I think a lot of people will say it was the butts, but I don't think it was. I,
2: because they're that didn't happen in any of the other any of the bureau issues. No, you want me to flip through it? You're having me the I book? was
0: flipping through it and I didn't see that at all. Um But I'm like, there were no eyes on them. Whatsoever, and <laughs> like where I guess <laughs> it's just their mouths. It's just it's just ass and mouth. That's all it is. <laughs> you it,
2: said you mentioned that, that Assy McGee character. Oh yeah, have you, from that adult have you ever show. watched that show? As, oh yeah, Assy of course. McGee?
0: Yeah, that's the first thing I thought about when I saw this. I was like, oh, it's Assy McGee. <laughs> There's another show that's
2: pretty pretty funny with the hot streets or whatever. It's just like see, that's weird because like we don't have cable anymore. So like, mm-hmm. there's new Adult Swim shows yeah. that are like original ideas that we're missing out that on. we're missing out on, and they're really good. Like you remember, Twelve Ounce Mouse was just like mind blowingly
0: underrated, good. Yeah, appreciated, <laughs> sh- appreciated yeah. su- show.
2: Um, um, so we're missing out on some things, but
0: yeah, I think incredible. Major
2: Laser has a show or something
0: like that on there as well. Yeah, and so these these asses are literally just. Tearing people apart, yeah they're eating them bro, Wait, I think I see eyes on them, okay, I think I actually see eyes on them, but it's very it's so weird. I don't even know if this is part of something um but it they just they run through and they eat everyone it's it's such a out of left field like moment of the show where it's like I don't even know how to talk about it it's it's incredible, um. But here's the the most important part coming up, um, which is kind of like the, the the climax of this episode um, in which Jovian Wade Cyborg has a conversation with, with Silas Stone. And Silas Stone has come all this way to, to help Cyborg to free him, uh, free Victor, more importantly. I guess we shouldn't be calling him Cyborg in this moment. But Silas comes here to help. Uh, Victor Stone and you know we, we've been dealing with this Silas and even now we're starting to think about Niles Kuller as these father figures that aren't really that great like not guilty <laughs> if you will yeah. and so when you get this moment where Silas is trying to actually help Victor and At first, it may seem like Grid is messing with that and being like feeding false information to Victor and showing footage that Silas Stone is a bad person. What's what's made it so successful to believe that lie is the fact that we've grown, not only in this show, but in all iterations of Doom Patrol and Cyborg, that we've been like, Niles Calder slash Silas Stone is a person that cannot be trusted or not a good person. So we're watching this episode. It's at this moment of like this moment of truth where it's like, I don't know. I don't know if, if you really are trying to make grid happen. If you're really unhappy with Victor, we don't know if you're actually a piece of shit or not. And it's like, we have a hard time believing it and you can guess at it but you're never 100% sure, like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, Mr. Nobody is just feeding you false information. It's all a lie. Like, That's what I kind of thought. Man. It's like, you thought, you were, you, did you believe that Silas Stone was actually, like, a bad person in that? From the beginning of this show, Or did show? you think yes. Mr. Nobody was feeding the false information? No, well,
2: I really didn't think that Mr. Nobody was playing the long con mm-hmm. with Cyborg, which he most definitely was.
0: Oh, and you didn't see that coming? No,
2: I didn't see it coming at all. Um, Because, like, the, I mean, he probably just took the little seed of distrust that Victor felt towards his father. That was probably natural. Yeah. And it just grew like crazy. But the growing was all Mr. Nobody. And I didn't see that coming until this episode where now I'm thinking, oh, snap. So maybe Silas wasn't really that, like, Niles called her bad. But But we fell for it. But we fell for it, yeah.
0: we've been falling for it for a long time now. It's been absolutely incredible. Like the way this episode ends where it was like, you know, first of all, I was just glad that it was like a doom patrol team up like Mm -hmm. mission. Like at first it was like, Oh, this is cool. We're doing it. And and like, we're finally doing it. Like everyone's personal threads are wrapped up. We're going to be doing the doom patrol thing. And then it ends like this where cyborg kills his dad. It's, He
2: punches him pretty dang hard a bunch of times.
0: This is. You think he's dead? I think he's dead. I think he's dead. I think think he killed him. I. It's so incredible. Like, I don't even know where to start with this because there's. This is like some injustice level stuff Mm -hmm. where you got a. And I love how Mr. Nobody describes it, but like a front page type superhero. You got them to kill who they love the most mm-hmm. again. And it's like, it's incredible supervillain work. It's incredible supervillain writing to be like, this is how you destroy someone. And, and the fact that it has been a long con is how successful that writing is, where it was like, your audience is going to forget that they are annoyed by these superheroes, that they're going to end up doing this. Um, it's fantastic stuff Mr. Nobody in this show has been top tier Mm -hmm. been a top tier superhero I'm I'm glad everyone has been loving this character Um, he's just been really really good and of course Alan Tudyk like he you know makes it like a five-star performance but it's he's not he's not carrying the team it's not Alan Tudyk being like oh they're depending on me to give this mm-hmm. great performance it's also just written really well this is yeah. like they just took mr nobody the concept and said hey there's a great personality and great character we're gonna make it fit the show mm-hmm. and it's like it, picking on this superhero picking on cyborg um it just works so well and yeah and, and it's,
2: he's not doing it for any reason either
0: He's just doing it because he doesn't. Uh, yeah. Cause he doesn't like Niles. There's probably got to be more to that because we still probably don't, yeah. There's still more that we don't know about Niles, but um, we have a story where Cyborg kills Silas. Yeah, All right. Uh, even if he doesn't, I mean, it's still the same principle. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Doom Patrol to go there with that kind of story where Silas has been killed off. That's incredible because we don't really see that often. Mm-mm. We don't we usually just see that Silas makes his redemption when he creates cyborg, mm-hmm. in which he's like, Oh, like I never cared about you and then once you got blown to bits, then I made you into cyborg, and now we're a team. Now we are father and son. Mm-hmm. We have our happy ending. This is like there is no happy ending. Of course. And it's like that's that's when you've been truly mentored by batman when you lose someone you know and it's like okay now now you're a justice league member <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
2: now you can uh s- send in the robin application
0: yeah yeah it, it's honestly it's it's so well done it's and and it, it ends with this performance from Jovian from the beginning throughout the whole episode it's just
2: yeah i mean he's losing his mind
0: just he can't, can't cope with that. You just killed the person you love. Like mm-hmm. Superman had to go through that. It's like when that kind of writing for a villain to go and do that, like that's when you go, yeah, it's a super villain. Yeah. And, um uh, it's also good to see Mr. Nobody in action again, like just moving around and on set as the like motion capture, the entity that he is. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to see that. And, um, yeah, it's 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 definitely an episode. I think I would I would honestly like to rewatch like multiple times. Go revisit um, it, like this one and Danny Patrol. just mm-hmm. been, and they're not even similar. Like they're D- Danny Patrol is v- like very important. Um, but this is this is the episode where I would be like, oh, you want something like the comic books? Like you want the best version of mm-hmm. Doom Patrol in live action? Like. Here it is. Yeah. Um, was, yeah, I, w-
2: I would agree with that. Like, This de- is a very good yeah. depiction of even, like, some of the animated features that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Doom Patrol in action, pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, and and like I said before, it's like, it's that, but at the same time, it looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, at the same time, we're not going, oh, it's like people in cosplay and an and okay script. So you just yeah. get the, just, just to say that we did it um it's a heist film we've we've seen all their personal threads so here we are with these developed characters and you know the cinematographer is like lifting weights over here in terms of like what they're doing with the with um the setups and the shots and everything it's just an all around like solid episode and i think this will be one that they kind of remember the most like, people will be like, this is it. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure going to be in that camp. Um, but before we wrap up for today, was there anything else uh, that you wanted to talk about before we go? Um, I think we covered it all. Anything you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm looking forward
2: to Flex goddamn Mentallo, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be doing some stuff. Because um, I think we're done with the no- Bureau of Normalcy. Um, but I think... We have three episodes left, mm. so the big three could be a three-parter. Who is the be big three-parter?
2: LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and, and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Wade. yeah, that's what they call them. The big three. The big three. Yeah. What's the other big three? Three I Musketeers. I think there was a fast food item.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I think any? there was a fast food. The big three. Big three. No, you're talking about the two dollar meal deal at Taco Bell. Oof. <laughs> Came with three items. Yeah. Um. But uh yeah, Flex tallow, I think we're done with the Bureau of Normalcy, but now it's pretty much the Doom Patrol are whole. Yeah, but Cyborg's cyborg like is seventy broke.
2: something percent cyborg probably. <sighs> if not higher.
0: The painting happened. The the hangman's beautiful daughter's painting happened. Did that happen? Is that this? Ooh. That was this. Mr. Nobody got it. He did what he said he was gonna do.
2: Yeah, that and might that's be that. This but painting, not, all right? the, not all the Doom Patrol members are dead.
0: And is he supposed to be more Cyborg at the end? Was he more Cyborg in that painting? For he some didn't reason, have any clothes I, on. I'm just thinking of Ray Fisher's Cyborg. And, and like, in my head, that's all I picture.
2: Yeah, it was like that. He was it like, was uh, like that. Yeah, he was
0: like more metal. Huh. Maybe there is. Maybe we haven't seen the painting yet. But, uh... It seems like it's just Mr. Nobody now. And and the 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 winter beast, the snow beast. Mm-hmm. We that thing is still out there. Now it's Calder. But the Bureau of Normalcy is no more, so like where is it like I think now it's just the assault on Mr. Nobody. Purgatory. Yeah, like wherever that is. Mm-hmm. So Man, we're gonna have to look into it. I'm gonna have to see the promo for next week and, and see what's what's gonna happen next. I'm surprised we didn't watch the promo before re- recording this. Was that a choice you made? I saw it floating around on Twitter, but I didn't pretty sure I saw the same thing. But I didn't get anything that was like Oh. Like it I could have sworn some, I saw something. For some reason it like promoed the next episode without spoiling anything that happened in this one. Oh. I was almost like thinking about it now, I'm like, wait a minute. They're going to have to talk about everything that just went down because Mm -hmm. what happened to Cyborg is that's a big deal. Like I said, that's some Justice League member type stuff you got to deal with now where it's like you don't have your loved one with you anymore. Um, But uh, if you enjoyed everything you heard today, you can find us on all social media at Radio Doom Patrol. And the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you could join us, guests who have been on our shows, and listeners who also listen to our show to talk about today's episode or any episode you're catching up on. And until then, DJ, please take it away. Ah. <laughs>
2: Thank you for calling Do Patrol Radio. How may we help you? What's that? You're saying there's a homeless man calling himself the hero of the beach? Please hold while we connect you to the next
0: available show.